It's the show where the topics are topical, but not typical. This is Atypically Topical with Mindy and Josh. Yes, welcome back to Atypically Topical. I'm Josh, and I'm joined by, of course... I'm Mindy. That was the smoothest one of them all. <laughs> How are you doing, Mindy? Um, so-so. So-so? Yeah. Why is that? <laughs> well, the Eagles lost today, but I mean, it's not... Um, we got farther than I thought we would. Yeah. And uh, It's bittersweet, because uh, they they did do well, even in the midst of all that crap yeah. they had to go through. But Yeah, they gave the Saints a good fight. Yeah. And... Uh, so that did lost, but at the same time, like we won last year, so yeah, it's it's be, okay. You can't be greedy, I guess. You gotta yeah. let other teams have a, have a, their time. <sighs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Even though any hardcore sports fan would not say that, but <laughs> about their team. Yeah. Well, I mean, you just gotta accept it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, other than that, your weekend was good. Yeah. yeah. I pretty much know yeah. about it because I was there too. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah. Been uh, uh, not bad. Not yeah, bad. well, except for Joaquin. Yeah, that, we're having some issues with that puppy that we just got. But I mean, we'll, we'll talk some... about it when there's more updates because yeah, it's kind there... of early in the process right yeah, now. Yeah, he's he's improved a little bit, which yeah. is promising. He's having some uh, medical issues, um, but it's it's kind of early to to tell what's going to happen with him. But uh, hopefully. I mean, definitely by next episode, we'll know what's yeah what's really happening with him. So, yeah, let's not get into that too much because this is supposed to be happy and happy and uh, just <laughs> well, maybe not comedic. this episode. <laughs> maybe not this episode because we're gonna actually be talking about mental health. This is episode thirty. So, um, I mean, then again, we've we've done like murder and stuff. So yeah, it's not like. We can't uh, make light out of other, <laughs> like, more serious topics, but yeah, we, we, we put our own spin on things, even when they're, like, unusual or, like, on the negative Yeah, <laughs> and, and I think, like, we're both, like... Kind uh, of qualified. Yeah, to, you know, to not make people offended about yeah. when we talk about this, because, like, um, because I work with people with mental health and stuff like that, so, like, I know... Like, not to say certain shit yeah. about people. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Because it's... And, I mean, we both have, uh, like, a psychology degree, which has helped us understand... Well, technically, it's, mine was ca- counseling psychology. Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's psychology. Isn't it? <laughs> well, okay. I'll give, I'll give you <laughs> just, it. Just give me that. Yeah. I mean, we're both kind of, like, in that field, like... I mean, as far as our studies went, I know I don't really do much with it anymore, but yeah. and you still do, you do school psychology. Mm-hmm. So we have at least some um, knowledge about... Uh, oh, yeah, for sure. So I this is kind of a, a long time coming. We'll probably do another one about psychology, exact, like, specifically, um, at some point. But yeah. we're going to be talking about mental health today, so... I mean, uh, mine is a little long, so, I mean, do you want to just jump right into it? or? Uh, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. So we don't go like an hour again, <laughs> even though it was it was fun last week. But, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so you, you got a mental health story for me? Yeah, so... History? Yeah, so this is something I wanted to talk to you about, and I have, um, but... It sounds like you're about to scold me or something. No, no. <laughs> uh, 
But, uh, again, this is a person that, like, I really admire. Um, but he had a lot of mental health issues. So that's why I'm going to talk about him. So my story is about Nikola Tesla. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I'm just going to go over, like, general, like, history, like, his life and stuff. And then I'll go to, like, his mental health issues that he had. So he was born in 1856 in Croatia, which I didn't know before. Um, Which at the time was part of uh, Austria-Hungary. So his father was a priest of the Serbian Orthodox Church, and his mother managed the family's farm. And there was, like, a whole thing with, like, his dad, because, like, like, he was about to die or something when he was a teenager, and he's like, I won't die if you let me do what I want. And, like, he goes, he really loved, like, physics and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he's like, okay. And the dad was like, okay, if you live, then we don't have to become a priest or whatever. <laughs> and he lived, so yeah. they took him to school and stuff. Anyways, nice. so um, in 1963... Um, his brother Daniel was killed in a writing accident. The shock of this loss on Wait, s- did you say writing accident? Yeah, because they had horses back then. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's eight eighteen sixty three. No, sorry. I was like, I was thinking, <laughs> like write, like he was writing down. Something oh, okay. just like just, he was writing down something, and he got a cramp. <laughs> yeah, hand cramp <laughs> leads to death because it's eighteen. Sorry. All right. Okay, I'm back on board. Yeah, riding. I horses. Just, I don't ever, yeah, I, don't, I hear horse riding, but just a riding accident is just... Mm-hmm. Okay, sorry, go ahead. Anyways, so <laughs> because he was so shocked by this loss, and he was seven years old at the time, he reported seeing visions. And these the, these are kind of like the first signs of like um, the mental health issues that we, he would have later in life yeah. at the age of seven. So, um, blah, 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 skip till he's in college. So, he studied math and physics at the Technical University of Graz and philosophy at the University of Prague. Um, Two years later, he immigrated to the United States and he arrived in New York in 1884 and was hired as an engineer for Thomas Edison. So, he really admired Thomas Edison and, like, he, like, went over there with just, like, a resume and, like, two cents to his name and he was working for Thomas Edison. So Edison was to him like Tesla is to you. Like exactly. <laughs> well, he, Edison well, didn't. I, I mean, right. Tesla didn't fuck me over. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> so, not exactly. Yeah. Um, so he worked there for like a year. And then Edison, at one point, he said he would play, pay Tesla $50,000 if he could pr- improve his direct current design. Oh, right. So... So, to kind of explain to you what that is, so a direct current, think of it like batteries. You have, like, a power source, and it would send electricity to the city going one way. Mm-hmm. Um, and the system sucked because there had to be plants, like, every two miles. So, like, people, so everyone in the city could have electricity because it only went one way. Yeah. And, like, a lot of people during that time got shocked because there was so much electricity going around, which... Kind of makes me laugh. Like, just people going in the city like you. You're like, ah, shit. Dude, seriously, man. That one, like, that one year I was just getting shocked every time I went to... Imagine that your life because of... shopping. Just because of direct current. Like, yeah. that's that's how your life would be 24-7. That's not cool. Yeah. But to, um, you know, Tesla invented alternate current. So this is kind of like... Picture like a power plant and instead of the current just going one way, like the current reverses while still 
like flowing that current and so with this like electricity can travel further and it it provides more power and it doesn't shock people so it overall was like a better system and we still use alternate current to this day because it's just more efficient efficient. and, and better in general so there's a whole shit about like edison and Tesla because Edison was like, oh, your alternate current's going to ruin my business or whatever yeah. else. And it did. But anyways. Do you know that's the like the origin of ACDC's name? <laughs> no, it is. Is it? What? Alternate current, direct current. No. ACDC. I, I don't believe you. <laughs> you don't believe me? It's true. I just looked it up because I wasn't sure myself. Yeah. If you look up ACDC name meaning, let me read you real quick. Okay. Uh no, Wikipedia, which, I mean, it's reliable, reliable enough. That'd yeah. be crazy. I would have, like, more respect for ACDC, if that's what their name, name really meant. Oh, you would have more respect? Yeah. So, Malcolm and Angus Young developed the idea for the band's name after his sister, Margaret Young, saw the initials ACDC on a sewing machine. ACDC is an abbreviation meaning alternating current slash direct current electricity. The brothers felt that his, this name symbolized the band's raw energy, power-driven performances of their music, and sewing. I was kidding. I just added that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, yeah, it's true. Dang. I don't know if that's worse, <laughs> better or worse. Like, she saw the initials on a sewing machine and was like, yeah, that sounds cool. Yeah. Interesting. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, there you go. It was a fun fact for you. Anyways. That was brought to you by uh, Fun Facts. By Josh. Okay. So, anyways. So, after months of experimentation, Tesla presented a fully functional induction motor that ran on earth alternate current. And when Tesla asked for the money, Edison said, quote, Tesla, you don't understand our American humor, unquote. Okay. What does that mean? You didn't pay him. Yeah, right. Yeah, okay. essentially. So, then Tesla quit. Because he was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Um, and so... Um, he tried to make his own electric company, but it didn't work out. And then he found later found backers to support his research of alternating current. And in the 1980s, Tesla invented electric cellosires, uh, meters, and improved lights and high voltage transformers known as the Tesla coil. So you know, like when like that big thing in the middle of the room like lets out like bolts of like yeah. electricity, mm-hmm. like he invented that shit. Um, he also experimented with X-rays. Um, gave short-range demonstrations for radio communications um, and piloted the radio-controlled boat around a pool in Madison Square Garden. So, together, Tesla um, and Westinghouse, which is, like, the people that helped him back his research and whatever else and bought patents from him and stuff, um, lit the 1891 World's Columbian um, ex- uh, Expansion in Chicago and, por- and partnered with General Electric to install AC generators at Niagara Falls, creating the first modern powered station. So he, like, like basically, like, if it wasn't for Tesla, like, we wouldn't have, like, as efficient electricity right. as we do. Like, he, like, we can see because of him. Yeah. I feel like. But throughout his life, he struggled with mental health problems. Mm-hmm. So, most notably, um, from a debilitating form of OCD. What was that word? Debilitating okay. form yeah, of OCD. Like many people with OCD, Tesla was particularly concerned with germs, cleanliness, and avoiding disease. According to 
Nesnodian Museum, he obsessively washed his hands and later in his life ensured that all his food was boiled before he would touch it. All his food? All his food. It was boiled? Mm-hmm. Okay. I guess if you had like French fries, like boil that shit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can boil fries, I guess. Yeah, you can. But I'm kind uh, of, you, you get rid of the salt, though. Like bread and stuff. <laughs> it's, you just eat soggy bread, <laughs> yeah. I guess. Stuff that shouldn't be in water. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. He often refused to shake hands uh, when he met someone and usually wore <laughs> gloves to avoid any physical contact with people <laughs> yeah. he met. He stated that this was due to his experience of seeing bacteria in his own drinking water through a microscope <laughs> in his lap. Commenting, quote, if you would only watch a few minutes, the horrible creatures, you would never again drink a drop of unboiled or unsanitized water, quote. Yeah, but that doesn't explain why he can't shake someone's hand. I mean, well, I guess the maybe germs. the germs were transfer or whatever. Um, Tesla was also famous, a famous night owl. He claimed to survive only just two hours of sleep each night, although he often took short naps during the day, too. He would work on experiments in his lab throughout the night such as to the distress of his neighbors, um, who were often kept awoke by strange no- noises <laughs> emitting from his house and regularly called the police out for concern for him. Yeah. So. Just boiling pots everywhere. Mm-hmm. Tesla coils, etc. His lab assistants reported that he would often become so fatigued through the intense period of work and lack of sleep that he would simply collapse in the middle of his experiments and fall asleep <laughs> on his desk. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's what happens when you don't sleep that enough. Yeah. This chronic insomnia is likely to have exaggerated his struggles and his mental health. So, again, like, he made all these great things, but, like, he was not doing that great personally. I want to start keeping a track, uh, keeping a list of the words he mispronounced. (laughs) (laughs) Exaggerated? Yeah, exaggerate. Exacerbated, right? There's a C in there. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Sorry. It's just it's it's just fun. We all have our things. And mine yeah. is misspelling words. <laughs> mine is misspelling words? Yeah. I did one thing on the on the quote of the week. Okay. And I'm gonna give a shit about it. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> Because I only did it once, but anyways, we're, we're getting off track. Go ahead. <laughs> so, another one of Tesla's um, quirks was a strange obsession with the number three. Mm-hmm. He would often engage in rituals that involved the number three, including his habit of... Threesomes. No. Okay, Um, His habit of walking (laughs) three times around the building before entering it. Yeah. That's worse. (laughs) That's like a whole... That's a block. It's like three blocks. That's crazy. Um, When dining, he would fold 18 napkins before he started eating because 18 was divisible by three. Why not six? <laughs> I don't fucking know. That's his mental Easier. health issues. I don't understand. Yeah. Um, when arriving at a hotel, he would always request his room to be divisible by three and specified that he required 18 fresh towels to be delivered every morning. Okay, so it's it's three and 18. I'm, I'm learning yeah. that he likes. Mm-hmm, because it's divisible by three. 18 fresh towels, Jesus. Um. In addition to boiling all his food, he would also also precisely determine the cubic mass of the food on his plate and then calculate the precise number of jaw movements required to digest it. He had a profound phobia of round objects and could not remain in the company of a woman woman who was wearing earrings. 
kind of, which kind of reminds me of my dad because he doesn't like like grapes or any or anything like that. Because like as a kid, like um, you know, like they didn't have a lot of games in Mexico, mm-hmm. so like they would play marbles and like the kids would like put it in their mouths and clean it, oh, clean okay. it. And so like ever since then, he's just like not into that kind of stuff because it's really gross. Wait, but he doesn't like grapes because of that. Like, like round, like little round things. Oh, like he he doesn't, oh, so he doesn't like anything that's small and round. Yeah, like I, the, I thought you were gonna say they would play marbles with grapes or something. No, no, no it's like <laughs> actual marbles. Body is really poor. No, no, it's actual marbles, but just like. So he's like traumatized from uh, of little uh, spherical objects. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think I've ever seen them like eat a grape before. <laughs> <laughs> or olives, or like. Uh, what else is small and round? I don't know. That's pretty Quail eggs? Are they big? Quail eggs? No, they're small, but okay. I mean, who the fuck eats quail <laughs> eggs? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't know his life. Okay. Anyways. Um, so, these strange habits and rituals may be comical, but they're evidence of a man struggling with serious mental il- right. illness. Like, I mean, he got plenty of exercise because he had to like yeah, walk a, a building, building three, three times. times. But at least it wasn't eighteen times. Yeah, it's true. Um, but unfortunately, he was born during a time where society didn't really fully understand mental illness and his struggles. Um, so he didn't get the help he needed. And right, obviously, yeah. Um, and so, and there's also like signs that mental illness runs in his family like a lot of mental illness does um so um both his father and his brother displayed symptoms of schizophrenia and personality disorder his father was known to have intense and violent arguments with himself um and have different personalities and his brother experienced frequent and violent hallucinations tesla himself also reporting experienced hallucinations hallucinations although he also attributed many of his scientific successes to the inspiration provided during these experiences yeah i mean it's kind of like the beatles taking like lsd to Mm -hmm. (laughs) come up with awesome songs or whatever drugs they were on yeah when you're high you can think of like creative things i guess (laughs) yeah exactly or like Uh, i don't know i've never been high before (laughs) yeah so i mean i took i no that is young um there's still like a lot of uh I mean, there's, like, so many examples of, like, super successful people that had, like, OCD or, like, um... Like, like I I saw a lot of people that had depression. Yeah, or depression, yeah. There's a whole... There's a a bunch of people that that battle with mental illness of some sort, and they're, like, it helps them Like Like, Tesla, like... Like we, 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 we wouldn't, right now because we, yeah, we wouldn't be in the place we are without Tesla man. So, yeah. um, but this is an interesting note. His idea for the alternate, um, motor, for example, was an apparent, it was apparently inspired by a hallucination of flashing lights and flames. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. That goes back to the whole, like getting inspired by other mm-hmm. Like being altered in some ways. Yeah, so in a way, like our way of living is because of mental illness, in a yeah. sense. Yeah. So, yeah. Sure. Yeah, so that's Nikola Tesla, and I've always wanted to talk about him because, like. You're just trying to find uh, a time to. 
because to fit it to, to fit the topic with with Tesla, I guess. Yeah, because Tesla was like such a genius, and then like people always attribute um, freaking Thomas Edison to um, to finding electricity or whatever else, but really, like he didn't. It was a patent. He just got the patent first. Yeah. Someone else invented electricity before him. Yeah. And then, like, his form of electricity was shitty. And then, like, when Tesla came with something better, he had, like, tried to, like, drown him and, like, destroy him, really. Right. And then it was, yeah, like, honestly, Mapro. Yeah, I knew about the whole, you know, stuff with him and, and Edison. But I don't think I knew about his... his uh, yeah. 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 And, like, so, multiple, too. Mm-hmm. And strange ones. <laughs> yeah, and so it's, like, it's crazy. It's, like, you're such, like, an amazing, smart person, but then you have all these issues. So it's kind of, like, like you, you, you take that. Like, it's, um, like, a balance. Not really a balance, but you know right. what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Like, you have, like, all this, like, intelligence, but at the same time, you have, like, all these, like, debilitating mental health problems. Right. So, and at the time, like, it was, like, around um like late 1800s mm-hmm. so like people didn't weren't as informed of mental illness as they are now so i mean no one helped him with it at all they're just like oh it's just one of his quirks it's fine he can sleep <laughs> only for two hours a day yeah, it's whatever. cool he'll do it and then he'll nap in the middle of his own <laughs> yeah he'll fall asleep yeah. it's fine <laughs> awesome well thanks mm-hmm. I'm, I'm learning each week from your story yeah, that's what I do. It's what I do. Okay. Actually, and I'm a teacher. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a school psychologist. It's not the same thing. You still teach stuff. To well, I your, mean, I do counseling. Yeah, exactly. You teach them life lessons. Anyways, um, let's get into <laughs> <laughs> speaking of mental illnesses. Let's get into questioning Florida. Actually, this isn't really a mental illness-related one, but I feel like she could suffer from something like that. Based that's on what, that's what I think about a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. So, um, all right, Questioning Florida. This is from January 10th of this year. So this was uh, only a few days ago, as of this recording, uh, three days ago. Mm-hmm. It's from WFLA.com, a news station in Florida. Are you ready for this headline? Yes. Florida woman breaks into police station, eats officer's lunch, leaves mm-hmm. behind her ID. <laughs> what kind of lunch was it? Was it like meatball sub or something? Because it might be worth it at that point. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it... I don't think it... Oh, okay. It does. It has a little bit in here. Right. Oh, yes. It's very short, but I just love the headline. Like, <laughs> You leave behind your ID when you do that. Like, come on. Like, why did you have your ID out in the first <laughs> yeah. place? She's, she's trying to, like, swipe her card on the microwave. <laughs> so, Boynton Beach, Florida. Boynton... That's a funny name, too. Boynton Beach Police said Wednesday that officers arriving for a morning shift at a department substation last week found a broken window and the remains of a hastily eaten chicken dinner scattered in the kitchen. Okay. So, it was a chicken dinner. Is it? Okay. Well, it depends if it's fried or not. It's like fucking grilled chicken, like whatever. But if it's like good fried chicken, yeah, yeah that might be worth that might be worth going, breaking into a police, um, a police building and yeah, eating it. 
So, I mean, uh, it doesn't specify if it's fried, but um, you can make your own judgment. Okay. Um, they say 29-year-old Avalande Jean-Pierre. Okay. The woman. Okay. African-American woman, so. Uh-huh. I don't know if that helps with the whole fried chicken versus... <laughs> It just makes it more un- uninten- like unintentionally, unintentionally racist. racist. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, left behind her wallet, which contained her two identification cards. Police say security video shows she spent about 45 minutes in the substation before leaving. She was charged with burglary. Courts, uh, court records do not show if she has an attorney. So that was like, that's the end of it. It was very short. But yeah, she basically broke into a police station, ate chicken. <laughs> Threw her wallet on the ground or something. I don't know. <laughs> Just uh, left it there and then uh, was quickly arrested. So I feel like it was, this was Brooklyn Nine-Nine, like Hitchcock and Scully would have been so pissed. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm so glad you're into that show now because uh, it's a great show. It is a good show. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, uh, it, it's, okay, it's Yvelande, Y-V-E-L-A-N-D-E. Like, mm. It's almost like Yvette, and then L- L- I don't know what Lande is. I don't Just one of those weird names. It's one of those names that um, like Absidy. Yeah, uh, we talked about yes. the name before. Like she was meant to just end up uh, doing something that stupid. With that <laughs> <name>. <laughs> All right, so um, okay, let's get into uh, the fan favorite segment. Spot the fake. This one took me a while to uh, to find something because I, I like with mental illness or mental health, it's hard to like yeah make light of it or something and be like, oh hey, did, did this person really have a disorder? Like, <laughs> which of these people had a debilitating disorder? Which one of these people had the major depression? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly, and then just make up a person and they didn't even have depression. <laughs> okay, so. Um, but I think I, I found something Cute. that can work. Nice. This is from Audi.com. It's the same. I, this is a site that I'll, I'll probably be going to. It's like, it's basically like a lot of odd stories and lists of stuff. And um, So they had uh, like bizarre therapy, like, way, like forms of therapy across the world. I did study a lot of therapies. Yeah. So. Yeah. And actually... I might be helping you out because there was only three choices this time. Oh, okay. And you have to choose the one that I made up. Okay. Um, So, let's go with number one. Lying down on railway tracks therapy. Number Mm -hmm. two, bee sting therapy. Mm -hmm. Number three, Netflix therapy. Lying down on railway tracks therapy. Beasting therapy, Netflix therapy. Okay. So talk it out. Which one do you think I made up out of these three? Okay. Well, I think beasting therapy is true, is real. Um. So it comes down to if I was super creative or just basic. Because <laughs> Netflix uh, is a uh, you know, it's just like Netflix therapy, and then there's lying down on. Tricky or insane. I don't know. It's this hard, is right? this is hard. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm gonna go with the, the 
<laughs> the Netflix one is fake. Netflix is fake. Yeah. Okay, sure. Yes. Alright. Well, I'll start with beasting therapy, because we yeah. know... Most people will run... Okay, so this is from the article. Most people will run uh, will run away when a bee is trying to sting them, but a few crazy ones actually want to get stung. The practice of bee sting therapy involves the application of multiple stings to an area in an effort to heal conditions like arthritis. <clears throat> yeah. This method has been used by the Chinese for over 3,000 years, and they claim that the stings have anti-inflammatory properties. Yeah. So, a good? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't volunteer to do that, but... No. I, I remember there was, like, a tribe somewhere in, like, um, um, what's it called? South America, where, mm-hmm. like, their coming-of-age ceremony, like, the guys have to put, like, a glove on that's filled with um, bullet ants. Uh-huh. And that's extremely painful, like, getting stung by those ants, like... They're called bullet ants for a reason because right. when they sting you, like it feels like you got shot. Yeah, like they come at like a like a furious pace or something. Yeah, and so like um, yeah, so it's like something voluntary that they do because it's just part of the culture. But it's like if I was gonna do it, I'd be yeah, like, no, no, I'm good. No, thanks, bro, but no. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just uh, yeah, I'll get a massage or something. Yeah. All right, you ready to hear the next real one? Sure. There is a a bizarre form of therapy in Indonesia. People will lie down on railway tracks every day because they believe the electric surge from oncoming trains will cure them of illnesses as it flows through their bodies. I won! (laughs) Mindy's doing a little happy dance right now. So, it all stems from the tale about a Chinese man who once tried to commit suicide but was miraculously cured of his illnesses by the electricity passing through the tracks. Mm-hmm. People now flock to the train tracks to seek a cure for illnesses like diabetes and high blood pressure. They will jump up when a train approaches and then lay back down to let the pulse of electricity flow through their bodies. Despite the dangers involved and threats of arrest, people remain faithful to this bizarre form of therapy. I don't understand. Like, I get, like, like electroshock therapy. Like, like... I get when, like, you explain, like, how the neurons in your brain, like, communicate with each other. It's kind of like an electric current. Right. But that doesn't really translate in, like, real life. Like, you can't, like, shoot electricity in your brain and you're going to be okay, you know? It's not how it works. I feel like this therapy would also wouldn't be possible without Tesla. (laughs) Yeah. The electric surges from the trains. Does everyone just go to Tesla's grave or tweet about Tesla and, like... (laughs) Thanks, homie. Thanks, bro. Thanks, bro. Hashtag thanks, te- thanks Tesla. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there you go. Netflix therapy was the one I made up. Yay. So, good job. Okay. Although I'm sure that might be a thing in the future. <laughs> Props. Or people actually just use it, but it's not officially titled. Just to help them get through stuff. Yeah, next fl- Netflix and ice cream. Yeah, Netflix and ice cream therapy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right well good job as long as it's chunky monkey yeah chunky like monkey. like if if we ever broke up i would eat chunky monkey ice cream all day <laughs> all day yeah and watch netflix yeah Fair no it make me sad because we watch netflix together you wouldn't be able to do pretty much anything <laughs> i would just do something that we usually don't do which I don't know <laughs> what that is. What do you do by yourself? You just go to work. <laughs> work. Watch. Uh, watch the the real. <laughs> the real stupid ass talk show. Hey, 
<laughs> it's a good You're show. Gonna watch it. <laughs> well, because I can't watch it because I'm working. <laughs> okay, exactly. Good. Anyways, I follow the videos on YouTube. That's good enough. Yeah, but you don't watch them. Yeah, I do. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Just shitting on my show. <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll get into my main thing here before we wrap it up. So, online psychology degree dot info. This is a sounds pretty legit. They have um, an article that they published called 15 Scariest Mental Disorders of All Time. Okay. And I, I just handpicked about, like, six of them, seven of them, to, just to talk about. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll name them and see if you can guess what, what it is it about, is. just for fun. Because you probably have heard okay. of maybe one or two of these, at least. Come on. My, like, um, nine to, years of psychology. Yeah, channel your... Okay, the first one that was interesting that I found was Alice in Wonderland Syndrome. Oh, yeah. Do you know about what i've heard of yeah i've heard of it before it's like something about like um you know i might be wrong but Mm -hmm. it's like you know how like she used to take a potion and alice in wonderland it made her like big or small yeah you're on the right track yeah i think it has something to do with that yeah okay so let me get into it so known also as todd syndrome alice in wonderland syndrome causes one's surroundings to appear distorted just like she grows too tall for the house, those suffering from this syndrome will hear sounds either quieter or louder than they actually are. They'll see objects larger or smaller than reality, and even lose sense of accurate velocity or textures. Um, it's also been described as an LSD trip without the euphoria, which is the best part. Yeah, I wouldn't know how that feels like. <laughs> and even can like alter your own body image. Fortunately, this syndrome is extremely rare and in most cases affects those in their 20s who have a brain tumor or history of drug use. Mm. That makes sense. I mean, we're, I mean, I'm in the clear, I'm not in my 20s anymore. But I mean, I don't don't, have a history of drug use. Well, I don't have a history of drug use either, but I mean, I might have a brain tumor. You never know. You never know. Uh, But yeah, that's that's a crazy one. That is crazy. I feel like that'd be really scary. Like. Mm-hmm. Uh, like uh, that's why I'm always afraid. Like that's why I never take would take like hallucinogens or anything like that. And just because like yeah. I don't want to like see shit that's not there, you know? Yeah, and like I never knew about the like the the velocity. Like isn't that just like the speed of stuff moving around? Yeah, like, you would think that it's going like faster or slower. That's so weird. Yeah, I can imagine that. It's like everything is in slow mo or yeah. like speed up, sped up. I guess. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, I could see how that has, like, is similar to LSD then, when, but it's, like, all about your senses and stuff. I've never taken LSD, so I don't know. Yeah. I mean, just from what I've heard. I haven't done yeah. it either. <laughs> okay. Next one. Alien hand syndrome. Oh, yeah. What do you know about this? So, it's, I feel like it's one of those things where, um, like, your hand doesn't feel like your, it's not your hand. Right. Like, it's, like... Something else is controlling it. You have no control over your hand. Nailed it. Nice. So those with this uh, rare mental disorder experience a complete loss of control of a hand or limb. The uncontrollable limb often seems to take on a mind of its own, and sufferers have reported their limb attempting to choke either themselves or others, ripping clothing or scratching to the point of blood. Alien hand syndrome most often appears in patients with Alzheimer's disease or Creutzfeldt-Jakob disease, or as a result of brain surgery during which the brain's two hemispheres have been separated. Mm. 
Unfortunately, no cure exists, and those affected by it are often left to keep their hands constantly occupied or use their other hand to control the alien hand. Yeah. I've, I've seen, like, um, videos of people, like, they have to do, like, some kind of exercise just to keep the hand yeah, occupied. Yeah, just have something. Yeah. Know. Yeah. And, and it reminds me, there was an old uh, movie called Idle Hands, uh, like, in the 90s or something, or maybe... I think it is like late nineties, maybe early two thousands, and it has like the that main guy, um, Devin Sawa. He's from Final Destination, the first one. Nice. And, yeah, you haven't seen it because it's like yeah. Yeah, I'm not. I'm, I'm not, not into. Style. I'm not into Final Destination at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It it does make you think after you watch it, but yeah, it, it was called Idle Hands, and it was basically his hand was like doing crazy stuff, and he was like trying to control it. It was, it was interesting. Yeah. All right, next one. I don't know if you'll know this by its name, so, um, or if if I can even pronounce it, apotemnophilia. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'll just tell you because this is uh, so uh, known also as body integrity disorder hmm. and amputee identity disorder. Oh, okay. This is a neurological disorder characterized by the overwhelming desire to amputate or damage healthy parts of the body. Okay, this is not where I thought it was going to go. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think? Because I was thinking it's like... Uh, oh, like you like amputees? No. What? Okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was thinking about like if you had like a leg amputated or something, like you can still feel like the leg mm. is there. No, that one's phantom limb. Yeah. I know that one. I still remember it. That's the one thing I remember from college. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, not much is known about this strangely terrifying disorder... It's believed to be associated with damage to the right parietal lobe of the brain. Mm-hmm. Because the vast majority of surgeons will not amputate healthy limbs upon request, some surf, uh, sufferers of this feel forced to amputate on their own. Of those who have had a limb removed by a doctor, most are reportedly happy with their decision even after the fact. Yeah. That's crazy. I, I, don't, I, I feel like I might have heard of this one a long time ago, but epitemnophilia. Oh, well, you know what? I, I do remember watching something where, like, this guy was, like, like my arm feels just, like, foreign to me. Like, it doesn't belong yeah. in my body or something. And so they... That's alien hand, sounds like. Mm-hmm. All right. Boanthropy. Yeah. Yeah, this is hard, too. Those who suffer from the very rare but very scary mental disorder, boanthropy. Um, oh, boanthropy, I guess. Boanthropy. Believe they are cows. mm Often, so bow as in bovine, I guess. Oh, okay. Often going as far as to behave as such. Sometimes they're even found in fields with cows, walking on all fours and chewing grass as if they're a true member of the herd. They don't seem to realize that what they're doing, uh, what they're doing when they act like a cow, leading researchers to believe that this odd mental disorder is brought on by dreams or even hypnotism. Interestingly, it is believed that uh, boanthropy is even referred to in the Bible as... Uh, King Nebuchadnezzar is described as being driven from men and did eat grass as oxen. Hmm. That's crazy. It's like those people that are, um, how do I say this? Um, (laughs) they like to be like... Oh, furries? (laughs) Well, not exactly furries, but it's like those people that like to really be dominated, so they pretend to be like dogs. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, Okay. Yeah, yeah and they have, like, dog masks and stuff like that. And, yeah. they'll, like, you can walk them and things like that. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. 
Loanthropy. I mean, no hater, whatever. I mean, yeah. It's like you can't really you help, can't it. help it. Yeah. I just wonder, like, I mean, so little is known about it. Like, no, nobody knows what causes it. So, it's, all of a sudden, you 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 have the feeling that you want to go out and graze <laughs> the grass. That's crazy. Yeah, just make sure the grass is clean. I guess I don't know. Yeah. True. <laughs> make sure there's no shit on it or anything. Best out of it. Yeah. Okay, the next one is um, Capgras Delusion. Sound familiar? Mm-mm. French? Okay. You don't uh, know how to speak French. Or, I mean, I'm, I'm probably butchering the name. It's Cap and then G-R-A-S. Oh, Cap Gras, maybe? Like Marty? I don't know. Uh, Cap Gras. Uh, named after Joseph Cap Gras, a French psychiatrist who is fascinated by the illusion of doubles. is a debilitating mental disorder in which... One believes that the people around them have been replaced by imposters. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've so heard of this. it's like the whole Paul McCartney thing. Mm-hmm. Although it's just, I mean, it's kind of, it's similar because certain people think only him are, but this is just like, you think people around you have been replaced. Yeah. Furthermore, these imposters are usually thought to be planning to harm them. Oh, yeah. In one, the basic, yeah. like, uh, delusion. Or- yeah. Yeah. In one case, a 74-year-old woman... Uh, began to believe that her husband had been replaced with an identical-looking imposter who was out to hurt her. Sure, that happens a lot. <laughs> I thought there was going to be more info on that, but it's not. Um, it's relatively rare and is most often seen after trauma to the brain or in those who have been diagnosed with dementia, schizophrenia, or epilepsy. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. so that's a uh, cabra delusion. A couple more here. Okay. Yeah, I just, I like, I wanted to narrow it down to like five, but they were just so fascinating to me. Okay. Um, so. Uh, so we'll go on to uh, Catard Delusion. I don't, I, I don't know. Okay. Uh, this scary mental disorder causes the sufferer to believe that they are the walking dead, literally, or a ghost, and that their body is decaying and or they've lost all blood and internal organs. The- this is one of the stories I was thinking about doing at some point. I think it was like the zombie one, mm-hmm. but I didn't end up doing it. Oh, okay, so you've heard a little bit, <laughs> yeah. a little bit about this. Mm-hmm. So the feeling of having a rotting body is usually part of the delusion, and it shouldn't come as a surprise that many sufferers experience severe depression. I mean, obviously, if you think your body's rotting and you're, you have no organs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. In some cases, the delusion causes sufferers to starve themselves to death. This terrifying disorder was first described in 1880 by neurologist uh, Jules Cotard. Though, fortunately, <coughs> I'll edit that out. <laughs> Cotard's delusion. <laughs> no, has, keep it in. Okay, I'll keep it in. His delusion has proven extremely rare. The most well-known case of Cotard delusion actually occurred in Haiti, where a man was absolutely convinced he had died of AIDS and was in hell. Mm. Great, that's scary. <laughs> yeah, it's not good. <laughs> yeah, no. I, I mean, what can you say about what that? What can you say about that? Yeah, I mean, he thought he had fucking AIDS. Like, where do you go from that? There's, there's nowhere else to go but down. <laughs> That's guitar delusion. Okay, got two more for you here. These are these are fascinating. This is uh, you. You won't know this by the name either. Kluver Busey syndrome. Oh yeah. Oh, or Busey. Bu- no, nah, I'm just kidding. I have oh, no idea okay. what you're fucking talking about. <laughs> I was like, what? It's B U C Y. I'm probably butchering it too, but whatever. Those affected by this syndrome, which is a scary mental disorder characterized by memory loss, having 
the desire to eat inedible objects, and sexual attraction to inanimate objects such as automobiles. It, it's like pica, but oh, then... Oh, yeah, pica. That's the one where they would eat, like... Yeah, a bunch of kids are diagnosed with that because I just eat random shit, but... Yeah, like uh, cotton and shit like that. Yeah, but it's like more. <laughs> yeah, and there's also yeah, there's also sexual attraction to objects. Well, there is this one episode of Taboo that I saw. I don't know if you've seen that show, but it's like they just talk about taboo things, I guess. And so one of the things is like this car, like people were like in love with inanimate objects. Mm-hmm. So like this woman was in love with the Berlin Wall, and this other guy <laughs> that the guy that was in, like in love with his car, and so like the way that him and his car would make love was like he would just masturbate in the car oh and that's like he just sit inside of it yeah he just sit, mm-hmm. sit inside of it masturbate and that's sex for him i guess <laughs> he wouldn't aim for the ignition or something <laughs> or the, the gas tank no i mean <laughs> i that that's all i know i didn't get into the details of his relationship with his car or whatever else but that's that's the extent of what i know about his relationship with his car, which... Yeah, I've heard of the tailpipe thing. Really? Like putting it in a tailpipe. <laughs> <laughs> that just sounds they probably have this syndrome. Maybe. Um, so, this terrifying mental disorder is difficult to diagnose and seems to be the result of severe injury to the brain's temporal lobe. I mean, maybe... I mean, is it difficult? I feel like... I mean, maybe it's just not reported. Because if you see... Like, if, let's say in the morning, <laughs> you wake up, and I'm just, like, uh, I'm out there, like, humping the F- car. Fucking my fucking car. Fucking your car. <laughs> you would report it, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or if, like, later tonight, I'm just, like, I get in bed, and you're just, like, uh, you're just there, like, eating a picture frame, like, in bed. I'd probably report it. Yeah. How is this? But again, it's it's. But I I think it's like the we. There's nothing that for us, anyways, that would have led to that. Like you didn't. We didn't get in an accident. Like there wasn't any traumatic brain injuries because of that. If like someone, especially if you're your temporal lobe, like that's that's a big center of like um or your like critical thinking and stuff like that. Like you. Like, if there's a big injury to that area, like, I wouldn't be surprised if something drastic as this would happen to you, because, I mean, it's... Yeah. It's it's hard to come back. It's, it's just it's just weird, like, that it's hard. I mean, I guess, like, I understand. It's just, like, I feel like it would be brought to someone's attention, like, um, when, like... Like, if you think your car is sexy, you have problems, basically. <laughs> so, a lot of, like, men have a lot of problems, I guess. Well, I, okay, I should say, if you're sexually aroused by your car... So, a lot of men have a lot of problems. Then you have problems, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> so, unfortunately, there's no cure, and sufferers are often affected for the rest of their lives. So, mm-hmm. I mean, at least it's rare, but... All right. Yeah. Last one here. You might have a... Maybe you could guess what this one's about, because it's not a complicated name. Okay. This is called Paris Syndrome. Paris? Paris. Like, Paris, Paris. Yes. Like the city. No, I was saying... I know, like, you're doing the Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not that. You're, you're obsessed with the Pokemon Paris. <laughs> <laughs> 
Freak Any it. ideas on what this one might be? No. Paris syndrome. Are, oh, are you loving the Apple Tower or something like that? You're, you're on the right track. Okay. It's an extremely odd temporal uh, mental disorder that causes one to become completely overwhelmed while visiting the city of Paris. So it's very specific. <laughs> I know. I saved the weirdest one for last, like the most, like... Uh, Just don't go to Paris! Yeah. Interestingly... It seems to be the most uh, seems to be most common among Japanese travelers. Oh, huh. Yeah, so if you're Japanese, don't go to Paris. <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't yeah, don't go. That's not. The, I heard. I, I, <laughs> I heard it's not that great, anyways. <laughs> of the approximately six million Japanese visitors to Paris each year, one to two dozen experience the overwhelming anxiety, depersonalization, derealization, persecutory ideas. Hallucinations and acute delusions that characterize Paris syndrome. So hold on, that's uh, one, I, one to two dozen. So let's say um, of six million. So six million. Let's say in the high end, twenty-four. So like two hundred and fifty thousand. That's uh, that's not a lot more than you would expect to have this. I I wonder if maybe because of the cultural difference or something like that. I mean, I, I mean, I don't yeah, know what else it could be. Yeah. So like, so it says here, the doctors can only guess as to what causes this affliction, because most people who experience Paris syndrome do not have a history of mental illness. The leading thought is that um, this neurological disorder is triggered by the language barrier, the physical and mental exhaustion. And the reality of Paris as compared to the idealized version. So, there's a lot to dissect there. I guess, like, they have a version in their heads that they, like, of how they think it's going to be and it doesn't match it, so they're just, like, overwhelmed. <laughs> but is it enough to have a mental illness, though? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean... This seems like the because I I I've been to places that are like nothing like me, but I'm not like freaking out about <laughs> yeah. it. Well, you're not Japanese either, <laughs> but these also like. Well, I've been, I've went I'm Mexican, but I've been to China before. <laughs> this also seems like the least threatening of them all, because like it causes one to become completely overwhelmed. But that seems to be the extent of the. Yeah, a French. I feel like the French people are like super nice. Yeah. Like they're not gonna be like banging you with baguettes or anything. Right. <laughs> I mean, maybe that was their idealized version of it. <laughs> and they didn't meet that, so. It's up from Paris Syndrome. I guess so. They're just preparing for this, the assault. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, those were um, strange disorders, I guess. Uh, mental disorders of all time. Nice. There's more there, too, but I think we got enough. <laughs> There's enough there to... Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know a lot of them. Yeah, me either. That's why I was like, I, 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 I knew of alien hand syndrome and stuff, but yeah, it's, it's pretty fascinating. Let's mm-hmm. hope we never come down with one. Well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's. I think it's pretty funny because like I know a lot of people that work in the mental health industry or whatever, mm-hmm. but it's. Y- I've learned that many people that work in this field like also have a lot of mental health problems themselves. Yeah. Um, yeah, you never know. Yeah. The only difference is that they kind of seek help for it. Yeah. I guess. And there's not, there's not a lot of people that. Yeah. That's an important thing we should, we should stress is if you feel like 
someone around you or you might suffer from something, not necessarily one of these that we discussed, but <laughs> just um, something doesn't feel right. It never helps. Uh, it never hurt. Never helps. <laughs> never hurts to reach out to somebody or, you know. Um, yeah. Ask, and, and, and you know what? From, from anybody. And like, and, like, and I get it because like sometimes it's a cultural thing, but it's also like a financial thing. Like yeah. you don't have the money to go to like a fucking psychiatrist yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Um, uh, but sure. I mean, there, there are like facilities out there. Like I know my professor, she works at a facility that provides counseling for people and it doesn't cost them any money or at all. Yeah. And so there's always services. Yeah, there's ways. Yeah. There, there's ways there are at ways. Least, at least start. You know, trying to help yourself or someone else. Yeah, because it's it's hard. Yeah, it's hard. I work with a lot of people that you know, depression, bipolar, yeah. anxiety, um, autism, like learning disabilities, things like that. And right. it's and it's not like we can. I don't think I I can ever <clears throat> fix their problems. Like that's not my job. I can't fix yeah. them, but the most and I think the most beneficial thing that I can do is just provide them with the supports that they need to help them be the most success- successful as they can be Yeah, you know it's not cause I, I have like a lot of people in my family especially that are like hey you work in psychology like fix my problems <laughs> and I'm like no I can't do that that works not how it works like you you have to take the first step right. like it can't be just me at all and so um yeah if you're su- they're suffering from something like seek help that's that's really the first step yeah and um and then like i know people in my field especially like social workers and counselors are really good people and they just they just want to help as much as possible. So mm-hmm. just reach out to them and, um, you know, they're re- they'll really try your best to help you out because they're good people. Yeah. I never met, like, any, like, social worker or counselor that was, like, a bad person <laughs> at all. <laughs> just a huge dickhead. <laughs> yeah. There's only one person I ever met <laughs> while working that I was like, oh my god, this person's like such a bitch. Oh, and I'm sure they probably. Won't <laughs> but but them. but they were a teacher though. They were oh. an, they were an English <laughs> teacher. So. All right. So well, yeah, that's that's good advice. Let's let's go on that note because yeah. uh, that's a good note to end on. A little more like uh, just insight on uh, n- not necessarily just joking about it, but mental yeah. health is a tricky it's, thing to uh, have a comedy podcast. Yeah, about. it's not a stigma. Just, yeah. Yeah, there's nothing to uh, be ashamed it's, about. No, just we all we all have difficulties in life. Like none of us. Like I hate people that are like, "Oh, my life is perfect." Yeah. And it's like, no, no. Like I feel like your life is shitty because you're sharing yeah. so much of your life online. You yeah. know, like you're a little too vocal about how awesome your life is. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, okay, that was that was a good one. Yeah. Let's uh, on that note. Um. We'll see you next time, guys. Yeah. Let's go ahead and uh, raise our glasses. That was really hard. Sorry. And go grab a refill. <laughs> she, like, punched me with that. All right, bye. Guys. All right, okay, bye. Sorry. <sighs> fly, go fly. I'm bleeding.
high, you can think of like creative things, like 